0: Take a pause, be inspired, learn ways to show up focused, centered, and more dynamic in your everyday life. Welcome back to the Empowered Spirit Show. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining me today. This episode is being brought to you by Forecast Salon located in Homewood, Alabama. Forecast is a hair salon on a mission to shape a movement in the beauty industry, focusing on education, fashion, and creativity. Forecast strives to train stylists with the latest in education to provide their guests with the latest trends. Follow them on Instagram at Forecast Salon or find them online with their online store at ForecastSalon.com and check out their latest in stylist innovation at Club Forecast Salon on Instagram. As this podcast goes to air, we are in Libra energy, the element of air, the awareness of the mind and the idea of balance. And we're also in the full moon energies of Aries, ruled by fire and the planet Mars. Aries teaches us that we are each here on a mission. Your soul wants you to accomplish something in this lifetime. Each of us has a purpose and it will keep calling you and calling you until you pay attention. This full moon can help you feel it though, if you allow Once you know your purpose, it is then up to you to pursue it. Pursuing your purpose in life can feel daunting. It may require career shifts or big moves to new locations. It may ask you to say goodbye to certain people or habits. This full moon helps you recognize that anything that is in your way of pursuing your purpose, you need to release it. Aries brings up courage and motivation. Feel these vibrations on this full moon. Let go of habits, projects, and other energies that block you from aligning with the life your soul wants you to live. Feel the warrior spirit of Aries and decide to take that new step forward. Want to go deeper and learn some tools to help you upgrade your spiritual practice and create these new agreements with yourself? Schedule a spiritual makeover breakthrough call with me and let's see how these practices can help you. Links are in the show notes. In today's episode... We talk about the idea of not fitting in, of feeling like you never belong. Yes, it can be hard to feel like this. (laughs) I know. I have all my life. And we discuss this idea with my guest, Chris Ferraro, and her new book, Your Difference is Your Strength. It's a guide to accepting yourself, and it's for anyone who has ever felt out of place. What a great conversation we had. We talked about how common it is to feel out of place, the status quo advancing consciousness, owning your own light, the rebel archetype, and the powerful concept of misfit to trailblazing. Before we begin, let's take a moment to pause, center, and set an intention for this new moon energy. So wherever you are, if you can, close your eyes. Taking a nice deep inhale, breathing up the body. And as you exhale, call all your energy into you. Call it in, exhaling all the way down. Inhale, take another deep breath up the body. Exhale all the way back down. And as you exhale, call in your spirit. Feel your spiritual body coming right on top of the physical body, aligning, centering. Taking another deep inhale, breathing up the body. And this time as you exhale, come right into the deepest part of your heart. Right into the very center. Feel that connection of your spirit and the greater spirit. Know that you're known, know that you're loved. Feeling all this energy coming around you, supporting you, guiding you. Taking a moment and noticing where you are on this great wheel of life. As we open up to this new season of fall, we find ourselves in the direction of the west. Where the sun sets every day. See yourself standing, facing the beautiful colors of the sunset, noticing... Noticing your path, the growth, the struggles. Noticing all that you're harvesting right now. As we take the time to call in these directions to the west, the north, the east, and the south. Above you, below you, right into the very center. Setting an intention for your path under this full moon energy. Allow yourself to see and hear and feel and know the energies of these intentions for you. And then allow the elevated emotions to radiate out all around you. Setting that energy, taking another deep inhale, breathing up the body, and exhale all the way back down, grounding, centering, filling the awareness in the heart, opening the third eye. And as you're ready, blinking the eyes back open, coming back. Chris Ferraro is an author, energy healer, and teacher on practical healing, emotional alchemy, manifestation, and spirituality. Blending ancient with cutting-edge principles and practices, Chris teaches how to clear past wounds and create a flourishing future. She is an accredited certified EFT practitioner and licensed spiritual practitioner with a private coaching practice for over 15 years. Her books include the number one Amazon bestseller, Energy Healing, An Introduction to Energy Psychology Practices, and Manifesting, now in its sixth printing. And her latest book, Your Difference is Your Strength, which we're here to talk about today, debuts on October 3rd, which is just next week. How exciting. So let us welcome Chris back to the show. Welcome, Chris. Thank
1: you so much for having me back.
0: Yes, I'm so excited for your new book, The Difference is in Your Strength. How amazing is that title?
1: Well, I wish I could take credit for it. My uh, editor came up with the title. And in fact, it's what encouraged him to give me a book contract for this book. Because we had a meeting, we talked about it. And I said, I want to write a book called From Misfit to Trailblazer. And I explained what I wanted it to be about. And he said, maybe that'll be your next book, but you should write something different. And I said, well, that's actually what I want to write. So he gave me an offer to write something else. And I said, no. And then a week later, he was watching TV and a screen came down in front of him and said, your difference is your strength. And he went, he called me up and he said, you're on, we're doing it.
0: Oh my gosh, what a great story.
1: Yeah, it was a divinely inspired title that was given to him and he gave it to me and I love it.
0: Well, I love it. And the subtitle too, a guide to accepting yourself for anyone who has felt out of place. And as we were saying before I hit record, it's like, yeah, that's how I feel so much of the time. I really do.
1: It's a common experience. I, you know, came into this world feeling different. I felt different from the earliest memories, that there was something different about me than most other people, including a lot of the people in my family. And then later on, there was examples of that. I had an unconventional body type. I... Uh, didn't speak until I was three and a half years old. I had mystical leanings. And so when I was a little kid, my invisible friends were me talking to the saints. So I had a lot of weirdness that later showed up, but it's from my earliest memories that I was just like, I'm not like everybody else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I sometimes feel that way too. My sensitivity, my intuition and Yeah, sometimes it can be hard. And a lot of what I've had to learn how to do is strengthen that core part of me to be able to, you know, stand up and know that I am okay. But it has taken a while. I really admit that it has. Yeah. It's
1: not an easy journey, but I believe that our souls that come into these bodies to be the different people, to be the misfits, are really here to become trailblazers because the people that follow orders, The people that go along with conventional thinking, the people that are the status quo are not going to advance civilization forward. They're not going to advance consciousness forward. It's going to take people that have a strength in being different and going against the grain to bring about real transformation. So that's who we really are.
0: I love that. Advance consciousness forward, because that is what we have to do. I mean, we just went through that big old full moon, right? Well, that's how we make change. That's how we break free. And there's that truth. Yeah. But it's hard for many of us to do that.
1: Right. Of course. Well, because we are infinite and eternal spiritual beings that are having finite and messy human experiences. And so we're (laughs) born into these bodies that are primal, that are animal. And the primal animal part of ourselves just wants to be safe. And so to be safe, we have to be loved and accepted and taken in by the tribe, whatever that tribe looked like, your family of origin, your community that you were born into. Our very survival as helpless babies was dependent upon that. And so often then that dominates the life rather than the spiritual part that wants to emerge out of that experience and actually be a leader rather than a follower.
0: Yeah. I know, as we were talking about, I just got back from Teo, and I feel like there, I feel like that was my, like, my soul was the merging. I want to just go back there and live in that light. And then here I come back into, you know, everyday world, just got run into at the parking lot, right? <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, human, ah. Oh, Yeah, we spend too much
1: time right
0: in the ethereal, we'll get
1: an injury, there will be something that will bring us back into humanness. And I really believe if we are in bodies, there's something about our souls being in a body, that's very, very important. And yet merging and balancing those aspects can be really challenging. Like you, I feel a lot more comfortable in the ethereal, I feel a lot more comfortable in my spiritual self. And yet, to deal with my life, do laundry, <laughs> be okay, have a have a healthy body, all of that I have to be in my body too.
0: We do. And we have these human experiences because they do help us yes. grow. You know, and I can see where, you know, some of my experiences has shaped the work that I do now. And without them, I wouldn't have the knowledge you know, nor that sympathetic part of me that can understand and relate to other people through these human experiences. And I know that's how I grow. You know, I really, I I know that, but sometimes it can be really painful. I know I just want to be loved. (laughs) You know, just accept me. I want to be loved, right? And no matter how much I continue to love myself, I think it does still show up from time to time. You meet a new group of people, you come into a new situation and some of those imprints, you know, can continue to carry on. But it does take boundaries and strength then to stand for who you really are. It does. And it takes healing. Yeah.
1: Because if we've been excluded, if we've been rejected, if we've been ridiculed, particularly for our differences, it's very, very hard then to embrace what's different about us. We become self-rejecting. We become self-ridiculing. And so it's very, very imperative that we heal those experiences because it's going to bring up innate pain within us. And that pain needs to be healed so that we can still be ourselves. We can own our differences. We can be in our body. And we can also resonate our frequency out to who we truly are. And then what happens is we draw people to us that love our unique selves, that resonate with our unique selves and have similar values.
0: Sometimes we have to weed out the others though. (laughs) You're right. I mean, I know I come with strong medicine. I know there's some people that just don't like the way I teach, you know, and that's like, okay, that's okay. A hundred
1: percent. Listen, I am a radical truth teller. You read the book, you know. A lot of truth telling in that book about a lot of aspects of my life and interactions I've had and ways that I have been bullied, ways I've been ridiculed, not just in school when I was a student, but within the energy medicine field, within the energy worker fields, within my colleagues, I've had those experiences, you know, because those of us who really transmute the darkness into light by moving through and healing our own darkness can feel very threatening to people who haven't done that. And of course, that's not my intention and it's certainly not yours, right? Just here to be in service to the people that we're here to be in service to. But I share many stories in the book about how owning my own light and embracing my true self stepped on
0: other people's toes. No, I do think it's very interesting, but I think we all just really wanna show up being loved and feeling heard and being protected, right? I, I think that's how most of us wanna show up, but sometimes it can be very colored. Re-
1: we do need to feel safe to shine. That's the truth. How are we gonna go against our own barriers and put ourselves out there in very public forums and stand for what we really believe and be there to be the healer, to be the teacher, to be a a source of wisdom, just a source of wisdom, one source. How can we do that if we're not feeling safe in our own skin? And so it's very, very important to ground ourselves, to process our traumas from the past, to embrace who we really are and let go of those limiting beliefs that may have developed out of that. And then we can become Uh, embarking on the greatest love affair we'll ever have. And that's the one with ourselves, with our unique, fascinating, complex, confounding selves. Right. And that is where I'm at in my journey. And that's really what I want for the people that read this book. I
0: think it's really important. And you get into this whole, well, you kind of talked about it when you're talking about the title of of the book, but the M2T, Misfit to Trailblazing. Yeah. How empowering is that when we can finally reach that point of feeling like a trailblazer?
1: Well, it's very interesting how that came through to me because I was going to an energy conference called the Spring Energy Event and I speak there every year. And so I'm every, familiar,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Every year I go into the questioning, spirit, what is mine to teach? What is mine to say? And it's interesting because I've spoken there every year for 11 years in a row. In some ways, that talk becomes a, a touchstone for what's been going on in the previous year and how I'm mm-hmm. advancing forward. And so I was going to do a topic on something else. And I got woken up in the middle of the night and it was like, no, it's Misfit to Trailblazer. And what I saw was a coin. And on one side of the coin, it said Misfit. And when it flipped over on the back side, it said, trailblazer and instantaneously i knew what i was being told to do and so i wrote furiously 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 i was still writing the talk uh that an hour before i had to get up and do it uh because ideas kept flooding through and flooding through and flooding through and i got up and did the talk and i had this moment when i was complete where i felt more proud of myself than I ever have before, and that was not something that I felt during public speaking up until that point. And at that moment, I was like, "Well, this needs to be a book." And so, you know, it, it's taken some years since then, and two other books uh, in the Pike first, <laughs> for me to have the opportunity to bring this out. And and what I've been seeing, of course, in that time since I did the talk and now, is I'm seeing people. Rising up and saying, I am going to be who I am. I am going to embrace who I am. You might not like it. You might be offended by it, but I have to be myself because I can't take it anymore pretending to be someone
0: else. Yeah. So needed. I mean, it's so needed at this time that we stop following the masses, that people stop being the sheeples and really be able to do that. It is definitely so needed. And yeah, I love that because I did. I, I love that you said this in the book. It jumped out at me that you wanted to help people. The purpose of the book was to help people flip the misfit coin. Yeah. yeah.
1: To flip it over, to recognize that they're trailblazers. What I tell people is you are here on purpose for a purpose. And so as long as we are subscribing to what someone else tells us our life is supposed to be, we're going to have this feeling of despair that's just going to be a low level consciousness that's hanging around in our field wherever we go, until we step into the trailblazers that we that we came here to become. That's mm-hmm. what we are here to do. And so when we can recognize that, we then we can go through our own hero's journey where we get to embark on well then if i'm the trailblazer where am i trailblazing am i trailblazing you know for someone like us we're trailblazing in the spiritual communities we're trailblazing in the energy psychology communities right we're bringing and merging things together that people were doing separately we're saying uh if you're struggling with this condition or that condition here's a different way of going about it right And that is, those solutions are more needed now than they've ever been needed before. And so we get to be that. And for someone else, it may be something within education. For another person, it may be a, a trailblazing through medicine. For someone else, it may be trailblazing through a product that's gonna be introduced to the world that's going to be helpful. Each of us are unique souls. It's like we're, you know, we have unique fingerprints. Well, our soul is unique, too. It's even unique amongst people who are identical triplets. They Mm -hmm. may have identical DNA and they each have a unique soul. And so if we are unique, then we each have a piece of the puzzle to bring in birthing a new world. And so if we're not stepping up to be those trailblazers, our piece of the puzzle is missing out of the wholeness.
0: Yeah, it is. So as we come to who we are and really can, you know, tune in and trust and yeah, sometimes it does take a little bit of building confidence and knowing who you are for me to heal that sensitive part of me that was kept pushing it away and, you know, and, and. Yeah. You know, it's like embrace it instead and know and know that these visions I see they're real instead of society saying they're not, you know, and trusting just because I don't see it, you know, and, and I know I fight that all the time in the work that I do, but it's like, why fight anymore? It's like you, you believe it or you don't, you know, it's like, I don't have to prove it anymore. And I think once I realized that like so much opened up as well. Right. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But it can sometimes feel like an upward battle. I know when I first moved down here. 12 now going on 13 years this fall. Yeah. I almost gave up because nobody knew what I was talking about. Right. And I mean, that's actually why I started a podcast so I could talk about what I'm talking about. Right. But it has grown here and I've built better confidence. than when I first came, it did a number on me. I'll, I'll admit, right. but now I can see where the growth is spread and I can see what I've done. And I also can see how consciousness and humanity and mankind is changing and is embracing more of this work as well right? And wanting to learn mindfulness skills, wanting to talk about intuition and spirit. So I do Mm -hmm. see where a lot of that has proven itself by, I guess, you know, yeah, I'll call myself a trailblazer down here. Right. And like just really sticking with it. Yeah. A hundred percent.
1: Listen, it could have been very, very easy (laughs) for you to be in San Francisco or to be in Los Angeles or to be in other more mystically inclined places. It's not an accident. That you landed in a place where new fresh seeds had to be introduced because you are certainly not the only mystic where you live but maybe you are the first mystic to be to talk about those experiences and to bring it out into the world and then when you do that you give permission to for all of those other people who are like you mean i'm not crazy oh you mean that that's real oh you mean that those urges that intuition is telling me something really important And so all of the activations get opened up all around you, not just by people that have heard your podcast or people you've interacted with or people you've taught or people who've had sessions with you, but by your consciousness alone being in that place opened those doors, opened it up for people you've never met and will never know.
0: Very true. That is so true. I remember when I first came down here, people would whisper. I do that too. Like, why are you whispering? (laughs) Like, you know, let's just talk about it. But that is true because I did. I had a voice. Right. And I didn't realize, you know, coming from New York, it was like, yeah, this is, you know, just common, common talk. <laughs> but it really right. wasn't. Yeah, but I did. I found myself in the shower. That's where my shower tapping book came from because I was ready to give it up. But really, it was it was Ted. Ted is like, Tara, don't give it up. You got something going on here. Right. And I did persevere. And I think it's important for people to hear that. And yes, I think as we all begin to recognize who we are and we shine our own light, like that's what's really important right now, finding that unique part. And this book is really a helpful way to do that. Yeah.
1: And and the gifts that show up when you agree to do it, yeah. when you finally say, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. Okay. I worked for 15 years in social services, which was about six or seven years too long. Mm. Then I worked for another organization for a few years, not a great experience. I did not believe that I could uh, work for myself doing this kind of work and bringing it out. And yet, when I got fired from my last job, what did I find myself doing? Devoting all of my energy to this practice that I'd had that had been limping along. But I healed my way out of that last job. And when I did that, I healed enough to be able to say, I'm worthy of doing this too. And then out of that, I was six months into a dark night of the soul. I My father had died. I was going through a breakup and I was leaving my home. Mm-hmm. And that all happened within a two week period of time. Ooh, and I decided I was just going to give myself over to the grief and the sadness. And I was going to let myself be wherever I was. And that's what I did for six months. And as I was coming out of that, I got a, an email and said, uh, I think we'd like you to have a write a book for us from St. Martin's press, which is part of Macmillan, which is one of the top five publishers in the world to this date. I do not have a literary agent That's and amazing. I'm on my third book. Okay. Yeah. So what I want to say to everyone is it it is hard and yet it's the best, greatest work that you could ever do to embrace yourself and to increase your courage so that you can stand in the face of all of this adversity and all of these messages. And if you do it long enough, it starts to break up and it starts to fall away. And not only are you high on the life that you're creating because you're doing what you came here to do and were meant to do, but you're also getting incredible gifts that are coming through. And for me, you know, writing books was a childhood dream. I'd wanted to do it since I was eight. And at the age of 48, I got my first book deal. So, yeah, Yeah. there's a lot of blessings that come with saying yes to who you really are.
0: It is. And I think you also mentioned, you know, a great way to work with that is courage, right? Courage to step forward, courage to have the ability just to believe in yourself sometimes, especially when you feel like that misfit. It can be hard. It It can Yeah. Yes, and right. I know there's been plenty of times. What am I doing? Why am I doing this? Why did not I just stay doing photography? Why? You know, but there is something to be said when you do see somebody that awakens, when you do help somebody through their crisis, when you do see that power of your own purpose coming forward. I know it is for me anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah I feel exactly that way, too.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, you give us lots of great chapters in the book. I love the idea of the archetypes. What's your favorite archetype in there? You have so many of them. That was great. Oh, the rebel, of course. The rebel.
1: <laughs> <There> <laughs> I have go. been a rebel since as long as I knew what being a rebel even was. Uh, it looked like me being a punk rocker in the Bible Belt. It looked like me... Um, becoming a plus size burlesque dancer when nobody was doing that in the late nineties. <laughs> Hello, Lizzo. I'd like to think I helped pave the way a there tiny you go. little bit. It it's been the part of me that worked in a nonprofit and was different from everybody that I was working with the 125 staff members. And I was definitely the odd man out in every single way. Um, And the rebel is defiant. And the rebel says, I'm going to put this in your face. And the rebel says, I'm not going to uh, spoon feed you. I'm going to be really upfront about it. And there's a part of my consciousness that really likes that.
0: Yeah, I can agree with that. I was just working with somebody the other day about that rebel energy as well, right? And really recognizing, yeah, where does it show up? In good ways and in bad ways, both, right?
1: Well, absolutely. Well, every <laughs> yeah. archetype is like every uh, part of us in parts work. It's like every emotion. You know, there's the the positive side and the dark side of it. And for me, the rebel enabled me to survive and thrive and put myself out there in ways I could have never imagined. Uh, and then there were times I cut off my nose despite my face. So I think it's more balanced within me now.
0: Yeah, I hear you on that. Yeah. But I think the archetype energies are all really important. It really can help reflect things in ways that we may not have seen, right? And then help us to heal those things that you know, make us feel insecure still. I mean, I have things that make me still feel insecure, even though I know I've, I've you know, healed some of them. There's still some that want to show up, just like I'm saying, choosing which table do I got to sit at, right? Who wants to sit by me, right? right? Sometimes we go back to that kid within us and it can be hurtful if we don't have that courage to persevere or really even, you know, it is look at what is underneath it, right? Why, why is it showing up? How can I work with this best? Yeah, for sure. Well,
1: that's where a spiritual journey becomes an essential part of this. Yeah. Because otherwise we just get lost, right? (laughs) Because spirit can do through us what the small, finite human self cannot do. And so all of the challenges and all of the things that I have endured, um, I've had people say to me, you wrote your first book in six weeks. How did you do that? Well, that's a really good question. I have no idea how I did it. Ask the universe. <laughs> 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 the universe did it through me for there sure. Yeah, right. Yeah,
0: for sure. So what are your hopes for the book? What What is the purpose? What are the hopes?
1: I want to start a revolution. I want to start a revolution of radical self-love and self-acceptance. I want to start a revolution of people who stand up at the board meeting, stand up at the PTA, stand up in any kind of group setting and say, "Wait a second, this can be done differently, this could be done better. I want you to hear my ideas. I want you to hear what I have to say. I I really want people to feel less alone. In every way. And I want it to help people just to understand themselves better, to go on that journey, which the exercises take them on, to learn more about themselves so that they can fall in love with themselves and start that lifelong love affair. And I want to sell a lot of books. <laughs> if we're really honest with you, I've never said that about any of my books. I want to sell a lot of books because. That means that this information is getting into the hands of people who may not have been on a spiritual journey, that Mm. may not know about energy psychology, that may not know about self-healing, and especially our young people, our teens, our young adults that are in their 20s, um, they are dealing with unprecedented challenges And at the same time, they're finding their way and embracing their true selves. And so I hope that it becomes um, helpful for them on their journey to be who they really are. I hope that 10 years from now, I get an email in the middle of nowhere that says, I read your book. And because of that, I painted this painting, or I made a movie with my iPhone, or I created something that had never existed before. That would be the greatest compliment ever.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Drop the mic moment for sure. I'm right there. Let's have that revolution because, yeah, we can't keep going and doing what we're doing the same old, same old. I see it. You know, I see it, too, like through my kids because I see like some of the work conditions wanting to go back pre-COVID because of male-dominated e-commerce needs, not for the woman, not for the mother, not for that divine feminine, and that that can get my my blood boiling, I'll tell you. Yeah. We have to do
1: things a different way. We've turned away from nature. We've turned away from the earth. We've turned away from the wisdom of indigenous peoples that has existed for thousands and thousands of years, existed before there was any religion. We have denied it. We've looked down on it. We've poo pooed it. We've ridiculed it. You know, and so there's there's ancient things from the past that we need to bring back and embrace, and there's also uh, really revolutions that are happening in the future, and so we need to bridge all that was good that we've abandoned in the past and bring forward the new energy that's seeking to be expressed.
0: Yeah, I agree. I love it. Yeah, great mission, really great mission, and I hope you do sell a lot of books. And I I am. Very honored to be a part of that and help you get it out there for sure. I stand with you.
1: Well, it means so much. I got to tell you, it's, it is do-it-yourself. Uh, even though I'm with one of the top five publishers, it is all about grassroots. And I got to mm. tell you, but that's the way that this needs to be. So for anyone out there that this is speaking to them, let me tell you something. Every book that I sell is an honor. Uh, none of it is lost on me. I pray over my statements okay i i pray over my books that they get into hands of people that really want them but if it speaks to you get one for someone who's struggling for someone who feels isolated for someone who is trying to figure out how they fit in or how they can belong in the world while still being themselves and uh, help somebody out spread it to
0: someone who could use it i love that i love how you said to feel less alone yeah Definitely. I've been there. I definitely can get behind that idea. I love that so much, Chris. What a great thing. Yeah. So when will the book be out?
1: It comes out October 3rd. Okay. twenty twenty three.
0: So tell me, where would you like um, us to send everybody to find your work, to find your book? Are you doing any teaching? What's going on with your work?
1: Everything can be found through my website, which is chrisferraro.com. K-R-I-S-F-E-R-R-A-R-O. Okay. <laughs> and you can find me on there. You can find me on social media. You can find me on Instagram and, okay. and Facebook and all those places. Um, so you can look for stuff there. And um, I'm going to be uh, a debuting um, a monthly community where I'm going to do group energy healing, Um, because I want to make this as affordable as possible to serve as many people as possible. Uh, When COVID happened, um, out of nowhere, I just got an inclination to just do an online group healing that I would let anybody come to for free. And I would just help people because everyone was feeling so much anxiety. And I had 96 people show up, which was totally shocking, including tons of people I did not know. And I ended up doing nine of them. I did one every week for nine weeks and had people that attended and new people that came every week and gave them the recordings and collected some donations. And out of that, uh, I really cultivated group energy healing in a very, very powerful way. And so I want to introduce that to people so they can have access to it on a regular basis. And I teach, I teach emotional alchemy. It's all about learning how to process your emotional energy and moving from head into the body, making it somatic. I teach manifestation. Um, My second book manifesting is all about that. So yeah, I'm always teaching and sharing and uh, moving this work out in every possible way. And if there's anybody out there that's part of an organization or group who has speakers come, um, invite me. Or if you're part of a book club and you want to do a book group for one of my books, doesn't matter which one, I would happily do a free Zoom call to join you at the end of that journey. So um, I'm just- that's awesome. Moving, moving,
0: moving and shaking, Terry, moving, moving and shaking M2T. There you go. I love it. Yeah. What a great acronym. That's so much fun. Well, I just love your mission and I think it's so important and to have that support and really just coming from the heart and helping others. And, you know, again, I can't say it enough. I know what it feels like. So I can, I can really get behind what your mission is. I do know what it feels like. And I also know the gifts that I bring forward and the medicine that I offer people. Right. And I didn't always, I I didn't always.
1: No, I would definitely be described as a late bloomer. Mm -hmm. And yet when (laughs) I look back on all of those years, all of those workshops, all those books, all those prayers, all those meditations, all those journeys, all the, all of the journaling, all of the, all of it. um, It was all bringing me to here. And I had my own years of the, despair that was hanging around where I knew I wasn't in the right place. I wasn't knew I wasn't doing the right thing. And so I just am forever grateful and honored to have landed, created what it is I'm doing right now. And so I hope to share uh, that passionate life um, consciousness with anyone else that would like to receive it.
0: I love that. Yeah. How about offering us a beautiful, sacred prayer to help us empower the spirit through this work?
1: I invite everyone to just close their eyes and allow yourself to receive. And so in this moment, I'm remembering that I am both human and divine, that my humanness is finite, but my spirit is infinite. It has lived before this time and will live beyond it. And that within me and Terry and everyone that's listening, each of us has a part of us that has never been hurt, harmed, or injured in any way. It is that part of, that, that of us that is energy that could never be destroyed, that simply changes form as it moves through time and space. And that part of us knows exactly what we are here to do. So what I'm knowing is that any barriers, any wounds are being dissolved from us now. And that in its place, we are coming into a a sense of groundedness, that we are feeling safe in our nervous systems and in our bodies. And we are rising up, rising up and standing up to be who we came here to be. And as we rise up, and as we dip the toe in the water, and as we take that step forward, the universe rises up to us, providing all that is needed for this journey, all that is needed to move forward, all that is needed to become those misfits transforming into trailblazers. And so I'm knowing that for each of us, it's unfolding in the right and perfect way always for our highest and best good. And that we are receiving the signs, following the signs and allowing ourselves to be guided, recognizing that we are never alone, that we are one with the universe that created us, that we are one with love. And as we embody that truth, we are healing vessels wherever we go. So with enormous gratitude for this coming together for this beautiful host and the work that she's doing on the planet for everyone that has tuned in and listened. I say, thank you to you all. Thank you to spirit. Thank you to God. Thank you to the universe. Thank you to life itself. And I surrender it over. There's nothing else that needs to be figured out. I'm giving us into the hands of infinite oneness and love. And I'm letting go and letting this simply be so. And so it is.
0: Amen. Ah Aho, providing all we need. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Chris, all the best of love. I am right there with you on this mission. And I hope you do sell a bazillion bucks. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. And I really appreciate being here and everything that you're doing. Many blessings.
0: Many blessings to your spirit. Namaste. Take a moment and allow Chris's prayer to settle in. Notice what you notice. It's okay to feel different. It's okay to be a rebel force of energy. More importantly, own your light. Know that you are helping to advance consciousness. And as Chris says, go from misfit to trailblazing. Be sure to share this episode with anyone you know that just may need to hear this message. Check out Chris's books and her work. All the links are in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. This is your host, Harry Ann Hyman. To your spirit, namaste. Hey, y'all in the Birmingham area, I am having a Reiki weekend. Not attuned yet to Reiki? Come learn on Saturday, October 14th. It's a new moon eclipse. And if you are already attuned, but feel you want some practice time, join us on Sunday, October 15th. Links to the weekend will be in the show notes.